Thanks for joining us again here today at Together We Seek. And I have another amazing light worker with me today, Rachel Starte. She is somebody that crossed my path a few months ago, and her work about self, solitude, and service really caught my attention and wanted me to learn more. So, Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. It is an absolute pleasure, JJ. I'm so glad to speak with you. Meeting you and learning about your work, uh, the thing that really jumped out to me that I think so many of us bypass so quickly in our lives at all ages is the sacredness of self. And that's really what jumped out to me about your work is like, you talk so much about the sacredness of self. I thought that would be a great place to start. So you could give us a little insight of what is that and why does it matter? Yeah. What a great way to start. Let's dive right in, right? About, hey, everybody, you're sacred. Uh, The sacred self, right? So let's take it back to the beginning of time, yeah, And, and the creation of all that exists. We can look at that scientifically, for sure. We can look at it spiritually. But what we do know from both ends is that we are all connected. And something created everything. And whatever that spark was, we carry within us, which automatically means that we carry a seed of the divine within us. So we are sacred. We are as sacred as the great mystery, great spirit, God, Godhead, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. This was a visionary man if he's 100% right, you know? So looking at it from that spiritual perspective, yeah, like what, what an amazing thing to know that our true self, and I'm talking about the capital S self, right? Not the small S self. The small S self is more like the ego that gets caught up in negative self-talk or storylines that don't serve us or gets competitive or all of those things. You know, what it means to be a human being on this plane. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that's a small S self and that's not bad. We need that self. But I'm talking about the capital S self, the, the, the divine element of our being, our highest self. We all have that. What a beautiful thing to know that we can rely on that for counsel as an oracle, you know, when we're really stuck. And I'm a big science and spirituality person. And one of the things that I love is that science and spirituality are sort of in this lovely courtship right now. And we just want them to get married, you know what I mean? So that we can have a scientific explanation for some of these spiritual things like the sacredness of self. It reminds me of the X-Files. I don't know if I'm dating myself, but people who know the show, right? So there was these these two agents that are investigating uh, UFOs and paranormal activity. And Agent uh, Mulder is all about the truth is out there. You know, he's all about the the space aliens and and the, the more metaphysical. And Agent Scully was all about logic and process. And, you know, so we could look at the spiritual and the, and the science aspect. And we're watching the show just going, well, kiss already. You know what I mean? Would you guys just get together? And that's kind of how I feel about science and spirituality right now. They're coming so close. They're teasing each other. But we're beginning to see that the mystery, 
the spiritual mystery, the what does it mean to be fully human? What does it mean to be divine in, in my small little meat suit that I'm sitting in right now is, is still, you know, very connected to the science and the, and quantum physics in particular. And there are so many things that we can't explain, but we're trying. And what we're becoming more and more aware of is that there is an interconnectedness between all things that everything around us is our sibling. You know, I'm looking at the tree outside, right? And you and I are sisters and, and this drink of water I have and everything is vibrating energy. So we are ambassadors of that, that sense of divinity. Mm. Long way around answering your question. (laughs) Well, first of all, I love it because I've been saying, you know, we're all teardrops of God. Or I used to think I had to watch who I say that to because some people get very offended that we could possibly group ourselves or even assume that we have godlike energy. But I truly believe we do. Yeah. And as I said, you know, Jesus told us that too. You yes. know, kingdom of God is within you. That I mean, another saying is, um, you know, God made man in his image, not the other way around. We are uh, omniscient. We need to trust that connection. And again, whether you call it God or great spirit or great mystery, it, it really doesn't matter. It's all the same thing. Mm. Yeah. I think for me, it's a relief because I feel like I was taught at such an early age that it's out there. I have to stretch and be really good to get access to it. And as I've gotten older and done my own spiritual seeking, you know, this is what has come forward for me. And I feel like it makes me feel like I'm not so alone all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hundred percent true. In fact, I, when I work with my clients, we talk about that. Loneliness is a big thing that we experience, especially since the pandemic um, and that feeling of isolation. And I say, you know, you're never really alone, you know, mm-hmm. go outside, go lie down in the grass underneath the, the, the grass underneath the trees is a whole mycelial network. There's, communication. These are your siblings, energetically speaking. So you're never truly alone. I go out and I feed my blue jays and, you know, whatever, and they're, they're my family, you know? And so you're never truly alone. Of course, when we want to talk to people and we want to connect with people, then yes, we can certainly do that. Um, have, have Share that human experience. I might not talk to my Blue Jays about like refinancing my mortgage or something, but I might, you know, they won't respond, but you know, but yes, we need the human connection too, but we're never truly alone, never truly alone in this universe. Yeah. But I love how you say that you work with socially conscious seekers. So who, who are these humans and how do they find you? Yeah. So when I say social, so I do socially conscious self-development, right? A lot of S words, but, um, but basically what that means is, and, and who are these people? These are people who are looking to improve their lives. They know something's out of balance, but they don't know how they, they have already some kind of a psycho spiritual path that they're on. They want to better themselves, but they understand that personal development for its own sake is not enough, right? If I am living my best life 
and I've got my car and my house and my, my vacations and I feel good about myself and I'm doing my yoga and I'm doing my meditation, my breath work and eating well. So what? Why do I still feel like I'm not living my life's purpose, right? I, I, that's why a lot of clients come to me. Why, why is it still not okay? And the reason is this, we're not meant to stop there. The, the, the break open of this realization of doing self-work is that we're doing it for the collective. We're doing it for collective consciousness. We're doing it for the quantum field. The healthier we are, the healthier communities are. A community is only as strong and healthy as the individuals that comprise it. So I'm all for community, but I think we need to do our self-work so that we can make the world a better place, right? I mean, why else do we do it? It doesn't help if we're just making our lives, our own personal lives better. And, and this, by the way, doesn't mean that you have to go out and write a book or be a public speaker or anything huge, build a building, create some kind of empire. All you need to do is be grounded and centered in your beautiful, unique self. And your energy will transmit to everyone that you encounter from your partners to your colleagues to the person in line at the grocery store. And then you're affecting the quantum field in a healthy way. I love this because I've had to go through that journey myself and I have seen the shift happen literally before my eyes. I definitely wouldn't say it was overnight. It was no. a decade. No, it, it takes a decade. while. Sometimes it takes a lifetime. But- Yes, but I really have seen the shift throughout my life. And I love the fact that you bring up community because you are, you know, you really hold community and create community for so many and many women, which is important right now, because I've heard that the feminine is going to shift before the masculine, obviously, even though we both share, we share both energies, but in this very patriarchic world. So you know, I read about your community and I've talked to you about radiating the power of helping people elevate, you know, themselves as humans for themselves and their family and sharing what it means to, to do that. So can you talk about a little bit about the community you create and how you do this for women? Yes. So, so I have an umbrella community, which is the foundation of self program that people are welcome to come in. And that's what we do. We start building that foundation of self so that we can give back But there is this beautiful offshoot of women in midlife that I work with, which is called the Awaken Women Mentors Community. And we're a small group, but very powerful. And really what we're doing is we're taking the larger umbrella of the foundation of self-work and honing it for what's going on in our lives right now. I'm speaking also as a woman in midlife. So we're not so much looking at how do we manage menopause? How do we do that? But we're stepping into our power as pre-elders, right? We're, we're mentors right now. This is what we're being called to do. That means we have to get our own stuff together so that we can go, step out as wise women in the world. And that's why that's so important, right? Is we have a lot to share. The divine feminine and, and as you rightly put, thank you, that we also have the divine masculine within us, but how to balance the two so that we can step into to our power first as mentors, but then as we get older, we get past 65, we're stepping into elderhood and that's a vital role. So we're, we're, we're practicing 
cleaning up our house a little bit so that we can know what our wisdom is and be able to share it. I call it wisdom sharing as opposed to necessarily mentorship or mentoring. Yeah. We love to talk about elders and the significance of that because I do feel like there's so much wisdom there. And the fact that you're bringing that more to the forefront is so important because so many of us don't really awaken until much later in life. Oh, that's necessarily so. And that's not a bad thing. That's a great thing. You know, okay, so if I could talk psychology for a moment, Eric Erickson, who was a, a psychologist in the late 50s, came up with the psychosocial stages of development. By the time we, you know, we have all these things we need to do in order to become, you know, grownups, right? So first we're we're trying to connect with our parents and then we're connecting with our peers. And at each stage, there are different levels of importance or, or, or goals that we need to achieve. By the time we're in midlife, we're at the seventh stage, which is called stagnation versus generativity. So we have a choice to stay stuck or we have a choice to generate And the way that I've interpreted that is how do you take your life experience, hard-earned life experience, and alchemically change that into wisdom? Because life experience is not the same as wisdom, right? We have to understand the lessons of what we've gone through as, as women and be able to bring our sisters up and say, hey, this is what you're going to go through. It's okay. It's going to, you know, my face does not look the same as it did when I was 30 years old. And there's going to be a transition in accepting where I am now, you know, going through menopause, putting on your little menopause weight. All of that is part of our uh, retaining of energy so that we can be these strong forces in the world. Yeah. Rachel, we need more of you out there in the forefront <laughs> with this flag, because I feel like it just gets lost in the minutia of information Yeah, because I feel like so many women think their time is done after 40 or 50. And that's oh, really no, where we need to activate, right? So your work is so important. You're so important for women and humans because it's going to be the women that are going to really help change the frequency, I believe, at least first off. So you talk a little bit about unity, unity um, of the individual. So how does that work then transform the consciousness or for the collective? Yeah. So so my my motto is uh, individuality for unity through individuality, right? So the idea is, speaks a little bit to what I was saying earlier, that in order for us to have healthy communities, we need healthy individuals. So there is a big anti-individualist movement going on right now, that we are isolating ourselves too much, that we're not uh, leaning on our fellow human beings for healing, for assistance, um, and that we're isolating and that's making us sick and lonely. And to some extent, that is true. But if we are not doing the inner work or what I like to say, you know, the self-adventure, right? We're taking this adventure to learn ourselves better and to heal our wounds in a loving way. If we then leap into a community, we're bringing all our trauma. We're bringing all our activation. So somebody says something nasty to you in a circle and you're, you know, instead of saying, hang on a second why did I just get triggered by that or activated by that? This is, this is a chance for me to actually speak to this person in a loving, nonviolent, compassionate way, right? Let's heal that instead of 
scurrying off and talking bad about them behind their back or, or whatever. And, and then talk about the quantum field, holding on to that pain and that icky feeling. Somebody was mean to me and I'm, I'm going to get into bed and pull the covers up. If we do our inner work, if we take that self-adventure, we can say, oh, not only do like, thank you for activating in that, that in me so that I can work on it, but also I can have compassion for someone who has snapped at me because they must be suffering, right? The whole hurt people, hurt people thing. So our community has any community that we're in, whether it's local or global is about, you know, making it as rich and healthy as we can by starting at the core, starting with the divine self and letting it radiate outward. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why the transformational coaching and psycho, like the psychological piece to it of why, why do you react that way? The whole Byron Katie questions, you know, why is that invoking that type of energy in you? I feel like so many of us are afraid to dive into that. And some of us don't even know we have these stories that are on repeat or these these wounds that continue to get activated. And that's why I think community with a leader like you is so important because it's not just about coming together. It's coming together, but working through the energy that is holding you back. Yeah, absolutely. Cause remember there's the, remember that you're divine. What we start in every class that I teach, we start with non-judgment, non-judgment of others, non-judgment of yourself. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. But when we start to realize wait a second, there's nothing for me to fear. Whatever my traumas are, whatever my unhelpful behaviors are, they're, they're there for a reason. And I have the power to decide what I want to keep and what I want to let go of. How, mm-hmm. how amazing, right? So people are scared, as you said, because they're judging a lot of times, right? They're judging themselves like, I don't want to look at what a terrible person I am. <laughs> you know. But in fact, if we take away the judgment, then we say, huh, I didn't handle that situation very well. This just happened to me. I was talking to someone from a bank on the phone. I got a little testy and I got off the phone. I was like, Rachel, that was not nice what you just did. Like, it's not her fault. And I was lovingly able to talk myself. Next time, let's be a little gentler. And then next time I was a little gentler. So again, not chastising myself, but calling myself out when I wasn't coming from my highest place. So if we're playful, if we're loving with ourselves, even when we encounter things that we don't like or want to change about ourselves, it changes the whole game. I love that. So tell us, tell us what is on the horizon for you. You, Your work is fascinating. All your links are below. So you can reach out to Rachel and any social platform or check out her programs and website. But Rachel, what is ahead for you? Well, I'm right in the middle of teaching an eight-week class called Be Your Own Best Friend, which is something that I will be offering again. And then in April, I'll be doing some an inner child course. So the best way to, to find out what my offerings are is to get on the email list. And you can do that through my website. You can either go to rachelastartetherapy.com. But if that's too much to remember, you can also go to myselfpath.com, M-Y-S-E-L-F-P-A-T-H.com and and get on the mailing list and I'll make sure that you know about all the offerings coming up. But I'm almost always teaching some kind of course 
I do see people one-on-one and you can have one session or you can have many sessions. It's entirely up to you. I love that. And all your links are below. So if you're driving, please wait and click when you get there. (laughs) We're loving to have you in our community. So hopefully you'll start to post some of the things in Together We Seek because we need to stick together and share all the resources available to us. You know, it's great to go out with your girlfriends and have wine, have a conversation, but it's even better to start doing some of the deep work within. It makes all of your experiences so much better. So yeah. I'm so honored you're with us, Rachel. And I just really appreciate your work that you're doing in the world. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for having this platform, JJ. I mean, I love what you're sharing with the world yourself. Mm. I feel honored. I feel so honored that all of you are coming. I love it. So we'll see you next time. Thank you so much and uh, have a great day. And that's a wrap. See you again here and over at togetherweseek.online where you can join live discussions with energy practitioners, healers, and spiritual leaders. See you there.